Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now, here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. You know, I got a great question this week from a podcast listener, and I just want to say thank you, number one. If you are new to Long-Term Care Radio or the Long-Term Care Radio podcast, you know, we are here every week. We put a new show together, but we do listen to you. So go to our website at 525longtermcare.com. You'll see when you click on the podcast button, there's a place where you can send in a question and we will always get back to you. And this week, this question that I got um, from a listener, Jonathan, was so important that I'm going to actually build a show this week around it because I think it just touches on a lot of key points that I want you to understand about long-term care insurance planning. So let's start off with the question from Jonathan. He emailed this to me last week, and this is what he said. Jonathan says, my parents both had long-term care insurance, and we were unable to use it for them. When we tried to use it, the insurance company said that they did not pay for care in home. My father passed away at home, and my wife and I are taking care of my mother who lives with us. We are hesitant to look into long-term care insurance if it's not going to pay when we need it. What am I missing? So, you know, this is a great question, and and there's a lot to unpack here. And I think that this is a real concern for a lot of people. It seems like on the surface that Jonathan's parents paid premiums for long-term care insurance, and then when they came to use it, they didn't get their benefits, okay? In fact, this is the exact stereotype of lots of insurance. We set up a plan, we pay our premiums, and when we need it, the insurance company finds a way to get around paying us. And I think we've all had this with health insurance. If you've used your health insurance, it's like, my goodness, well, this was in a network or the doctor was at a network or this, that, or the other thing, or we don't pay for that lab. You know, there's always this fine print. So I think we're a little bit skeptical of insurance. And I understand that. But let's dig into what happened with Jonathan's parents on their long-term care insurance. I followed up with Jonathan. We ended up having a very nice discussion. He was able to get me a copy of his parents' policy. He still had that. And so he sent that over to me, and I had a chance to review that. And I'm going to share with you what I found out about their policy and explain the type of policy that they had. But before we do that, I think it's important to understand the very beginning of long-term care insurance and what has changed over the decades since the first policies came out. In fact, when long-term care insurance first came to the market, they were essentially an expansion of Medicare and acted basically as a Medicare supplement program. So some of the key features was that they covered care in a nursing home only on a supplemental basis, meaning above and beyond what Medicare would pay for. Now, those of you who have Medicare, so if you're 65 and you have Medicare insurance, if you look into the fine print, you're going to find a few things out there. It says Medicare will pay up to 100 days of skilled nursing care, but there are some limitations. Now, this skilled nursing, the 100 days, this is I, I want to clarify this. This is where we've heard, I've heard attorneys say this, CPAs say this, financial advisors, that Medicare pays the first 100 days of long-term care. It does not. The fine print says it'll pay up to 100 days of skilled nursing care, and there's a difference. Number one, in order to qualify for that, they require a three-day hospital stay. So that means you have to be in the hospital for three days first. Now, by the way, if you check in at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, that day does not count. The days start at midnight. It goes midnight to midnight. So any of you that have a loved one that's been in this situation, you'll know that, the, well, technically they were only in there for two and a half days because the way Medicare counts it is midnight to midnight. That's one day, and you have to have three full days. So you have to have 36 hours from midnight to midnight in order for it to count for a day or for those three days, excuse me. Now, after you've done that, only the first 20 days of that 100 days are covered without a deductible. So Medicare says, you have up to 100 days of skilled nursing over your lifetime. 
but the first 20 days is all we're going to pay without a deductible. And that deductible is around $170, $180 a day. That actually fluctuates a little bit every year. Um, so it's right in that $170 range currently. And then you must require that care. Your doctor must say that you need that care. It used to it, People used to describe this as medically necessary. That's not a true definition. It's really boiling down to your doctor's plan of care. Your doctor's saying that you need to be in the skilled nursing facility for your care, for your rehabilitation. So that's the way current Medicare works right now. We have 100 days of skilled nursing care. It requires a three-day stay in the hospital. Your doctor has to say that you need that care moving forward. Only the first 20 days are going to be paid without that deductible. So let's backtrack now to the long-term care insurance, the original policies. They were basically designed to pick up where Medicare left off, but they triggered based on those Medicare rules, including that three-day stay in the hospital. Now, think about this. This was in the 1970s when the first long-term care insurance policies were being developed. And you have to understand that they were designed based on the data and the practices that were available at the time. Really, if you think about this, prior to this, we did not define extended care events as long-term care. In fact, Medicare didn't come out until 1965. So prior to that, the family simply took care of you, and, and, and you, you know, the family did what they could until they couldn't do that anymore, and then you maybe went down to the nursing home. That's how my great-grandmother ended her life. She spent uh, well into her, her late 80s at her own home having the family take care of her, and once she got to the point where she needed that ongoing care around the clock, she went down to the local nursing home. Now, some of these nursing homes might have been run by the community, or they might have been run by a church in your community if you didn't have the family to take care of you. So long-term care situations or extended care situations as we know them today were never really defined that way back in the 60s. It's simply Medicare came out in 65s. Long-term care insurance started coming out in the 70s, really as supplements to that Medicare program. So what really happened here over the years? Well, through the 70s and the 80s, the vast majority of long-term care insurance policies were designed with the goal to supplement Medicare and especially for the end-of-life care that might take place in the nursing home. More and more insurance carriers were coming out with plans, setting their standards on how they would pay and what conditions had to be met to qualify for payment. And quite frankly, they were all over the board back then. I mean, some of the companies even used what they called post-underwriting, meaning simply that they would issue a policy to anyone who applied for a policy But then when you went and filed a claim, they would actually underwrite you at that point and determine if you were eligible for the coverage that they sold you years ago. And as you can imagine, basically what happened for the insurance companies, if they said, oh, well, we didn't know you had cancer, so you wouldn't have qualified for that. Here's your premiums back is simply what they did. They would just give the premiums back and say you don't qualify for the long-term care insurance. So people were paying these premiums in over these years. And then it turns out that they didn't qualify for long-term care insurance, and the insurance company simply gave them their money back. So what was that? I mean, that was basically a free loan to the insurance company. So that post-underwriting was real, and a lot of companies were kind of doing that because they just called it simplified underwriting, meaning they're going to write a policy to everybody. And then when you went and filed a claim, they would come back and look at your situation. So keep in mind, this is how long-term care insurance started out. Well, then in the 80s, the National Association of Insurance Commissioners took notice and they decided they needed to get involved and bring some clarity and bring some standard to long-term care insurance. And a quick sidebar here, NAIC, that stands for National Association of Insurance Commissioners. Every state has an insurance commissioner, and then they form, it's usually retired insurance commissioners that form this body, the National Association of Insurance Commissioners, and they set standards and guidelines for all kinds of insurance, health insurance, life insurance, and so they decided to start looking at long-term care and come up with some guidelines and some standards. And after all, you know, we can agree that, that long-term care, there was a need for it, and it was an insurable risk. So the insurance commissioners got together. They started passing new rules, guidelines for the carriers. And as the states adopted these new rules, the carriers had no choice but to go back to the drawing board and make changes necessary to be able to sell the policies in the future. Now, the NAC put guidelines and and rules in place on everything from rate increases to age banding to 
um, eliminating the three-day hospital stay. They made inflation protection options available, um, eliminated post-underwriting. But without a doubt, the biggest change that the NAIC made was they required carriers to start providing coverage for in-home care. So they had to offer a policy that provided care in your own home. Now, by requiring in-home care to be offered, we moved from nursing home insurance to nursing home avoidance insurance. And this is the key takeaway that I want you to understand. So um, basically, you know, long-term care insurance, you think about it. We started this. We developed it based on the data that we had. The carriers didn't really know what to do. They were looking at health insurance. They were looking at some disability data. And then it just evolved over the years. And so that's where we were starting from the 70s, moving in through the 80s. Now, I got to take a quick break, but stick around. When I come back, I'm going to explain what's going on with Jonathan's parents and why their long-term care insurance plan did not pay for the care that they wanted. We'll be right back. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes, guarantee the quality of your care, and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. Finding a secure investment in this financially volatile time seems tough, but crazy financial times also create smart opportunities. One of these smart opportunities is long-term care insurance from 525 Advisors. If you repositioned some of your savings and got three times your investment in long-term care coverage tax-free and got all your money back if you never used it, wouldn't you at least want to learn more about it? Well, you can. Brian Ott from 525 Advisors has a free long-term care planning live webinar this Thursday afternoon at 4 to learn about smart ways to self-insure, including new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free with every dollar back if you never use it. Don't wait until you're older to get long-term care coverage. Look into this opportunity now from 525 Advisors, one that gives you a secure return. Get educated and learn your options at the free live webinar this Thursday afternoon at 4. Sign up at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Hi, this is Brian Ott with 525 Advisors. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to protect many people and their families with long-term care planning. However, I've also seen how long-term care events devastate families and turn the last years for the family into their worst years. Many people believe the downside from a long-term care situation is limited to financial loss. Yet often, it's the emotional damage that lingers and hurts the family members the most. Watching a loved one go through their savings is one thing, but watching a loved one lose their dignity is far worse. Long-term care insurance provides a dedicated source of funds to help pay for your care when you need it. But more importantly, it provides you with a team of trained professionals that will help you and your family manage your care. Learn how you can stay in control of your care options, maintain your dignity, and protect the people you care about most by attending one of our upcoming live webinars. Sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, Certified Long-Term Care Planning Specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back, and thanks for tuning in to the Long-Term Care Radio podcast. If you are new to our program, we are live on several radio stations in uh, Washington and Colorado currently. And then we have our podcast, which you can download and subscribe to at our website at 525longtermcare.com. And by the way, when you download or you subscribe, you leave a, a comment or something, that just helps us. It helps us get that podcast out in front of more people. And if you have family or friends and you're, you know, you're discussing this, it's a great way for them to just sign up for that. They'll get notified every time we have a new podcast. We put out a new live one every single week. So, again, download and subscribe at our website at 525longtermcare.com. And our next class is going to be Thursday coming up here. Um, that's the 16th, and we're going to kick that off at 3 o'clock Pacific time, 4 o'clock Mountain time. And so for those of you on the East Coast, you can just work backwards, but we kick that off at 3 o'clock in the afternoon Pacific time, so it would be 6 o'clock if you're out on the East Coast. 
Um, but again, the webinars, they're live. You get a chance to meet us, ask questions, and also just kind of get the 10,000-foot overview of everything you kind of need to consider before you sit down and start talking about putting a plan in place. And so that's why we do that, and we teach a couple of those live classes every month. So if you just joined us, we started out, I got a question from a podcast listener um, named Jonathan. wanted to know why his parents' policies didn't pay out. You know, they had long-term care insurance, but when they came to use them, they didn't pay it out. And so he was hesitant to look at long-term care insurance because, you know, honestly, I, I, I don't blame him. He's like, look, why would I buy insurance if it's not going to pay when I need it? So we gave a quick history of long-term care insurance and discussed how the National Association of Insurance Commissioners got involved and started regulating it and making some changes. And now we have some standard formats out there at long-term care. The other thing that's all standardized now is how a policy triggers, meaning that I don't care if you're XYZ company or ABC company. It doesn't matter if it's traditional or it's asset-based. They're all going to trigger the same way. You either need help with two out of six activities of daily living, which is what we do every day. It's transferring, toileting, bathing, dressing, eating, and continence. Or you're defined with a cognitive impairment. Most people think of Alzheimer's. So a cognitive impairment where you have struggled, you need, you need that standby assistance because you're not making sound or safe decisions. So things like that, the NAIC got involved with, and they really started putting down some rules and some regulations and trying to standardize it. Because look, life insurance, we know what happens, right? You die, somebody gets paid a check. Well, long-term care, some of them were, you needed three out of six ADLs, or you need to be cognitively impaired and need help with three ADLs or two ADLs. And so they just standardized all that so we know what it is and how it works. But the big takeaway from this show so far is that I want you to know is that the original policies that came out for long-term care were for nursing home coverage only. They were also known, simply put, as facility-only policies, and that facility was defined as something that basically had 24-7 care. So that was your skilled nursing care or a nursing home. The NAIC got involved in the late 80s, and they said carriers have to offer policies that cover care in home. But here's what they didn't do. They didn't require all policies sold to offer care at home. This is a key distinction. Think of it like pickup trucks. If we say, well, you, you have to offer a pickup truck that has four-wheel drive. Well, not all pickups have four-wheel drive, but some do. So you could go buy a Ford F-150 four-wheel drive. You can buy it in two-wheel drive. You can buy the Silverado or the Dodge four-wheel drive or two-wheel drive. What the NAIC just simply told the carriers is that you have to have a policy available that will pay for care in home. So that's really what they did. So let's go back to Jonathan's question about why he couldn't use his parents' plan when they needed it. Well, this is why. Jonathan's parents were unable to use their policy to age in home, to get that care in their own home, because when they purchased their policy, they purchased a facility-only policy. The facility policy that they had was defining a policy or defining a facility as a place that offered 24-7 skilled nursing. That's just a fancy way of saying nursing home. Now think about that. Adult family homes, assisted living facilities, adult daycare, they do not offer 24-7 skilled nursing care. They may offer 24-7 care, standby health care workers, but not skilled nursing, meaning not somebody with an actual nursing background or medical background or a doctor or something. So that was the problem that Jonathan ran into. His parents wanted to age in place. They wanted to stay in their own home and receive care there, but their insurance did not cover care in home. So when Jonathan's parents took out their policy, they purchased the least expensive option that they could get. They bought it through. It was through work. It was through what we call a group policy out there. And the b bottom line is it covered services in a nursing home. And again, that is what a lot of people still think of long-term care insurance as. Well, if I have to go to a nursing home, it's expensive. So I guess I should get some nursing home insurance. And again, that's a hangover effect from the way long-term care came out. People think of it. They talk of it that way. But remember, I tell everybody this, you do not move into a nursing home. You get put into a nursing home. There's a big difference. Most people want to age in place and they want to stay in their own home for as long as they can. So what we see out there is when the NAIC said you have to offer policies that cover care and home, that definition has now been expanded. They are called comprehensive policies. 
And a comprehensive policy just means that it's going to pay for care regardless of the situation. So that could be your home. That could be adult daycare. Adult daycare is where you maybe go there for four hours or six hours or eight hours a day. It pays for care in adult family homes. That's going to be kind of a, an assisted living group and maybe four to six individuals. And then you have assisted living facilities, which are going to generally be, you know, 20 to several hundred or uh, several thousand people living in one big facility. Then you've got memory clinics, which is maybe for somebody that's got Alzheimer's or dementia. And so you have this wide variety, continuing care retirement centers. It doesn't matter. But truthfully, the vast majority of people that start out on a long-term care journey start out in their own home. And that's what I mean. The NAIC came in and said, we want you to start offering home care. Well, truthfully, what happened, it was slow to get adopted because people would come out and they still were thinking of long-term care events simply as a nursing home. So when they're looking at that group policy and they said, well, you can buy this one for $25 a month, which covers the facility only, or you can buy this one over here for $75 a month, which covers care in home or adult family home or whatever. A lot of people just said, well, I'm just going to save the money because it's like, you know, if, if I got to go to a nursing home, I got to go to a nursing home and I'll just use the insurance then. So that was very common, and we've run into this. In fact, I would say that I probably run into this two or three times a year where somebody will come up to me with a policy and we'll review it. Maybe it was their parents' policy, and it turns out it was a facility-only policy. And so the takeaway today, what I want you to understand is that, number one, I have never sold a facility-only policy. I've got two companies out there that still offer facility-only policies. I will not sell them personally. I had one person kind of pushing back at me saying, well, I only want coverage if I go to a nursing home. And I said, well, you can go find somebody else to get that because I know for a fact that the vast majority of people, when they go on claim, they want to go on claim in their home or in the facility or the place that they're at. Maybe they moved into an independent living facility and they want to just maybe bring a caregiver in a few days a week, right? So if I have a facility-only policy that's defined as skilled nursing, it's not going to cover that either. So we don't mess with the facility-only policies. We tend to only work with the comprehensive policies which are going to provide care in all situations. And after explaining this to Jonathan, I mean, he was just kind of eyes wide open because he looked at it and he read through that and he said, I see, I got, you know, and he was kind of laughing because he goes, I could totally see my parents, my dad especially doing that. He's thinking, well, I'm saving a few bucks now. Why would I bother that? You know, it's like, some people, you know, I have a friend in Texas, which is, you know, he, he, they bought a new sport utility vehicle and he wanted to get four-wheel drive. And his wife is like, oh, we don't need to spend the extra money. We don't need four-wheel drive. Well, guess what? They've had one of the worst ice storms ever. And so now they're tickled pink. They have it. But you can just see a lot of people were looking at long-term care that way too. Well, I don't need to spend the extra. I'll just get the facility-only policy. And the truth is we have evolved today from nursing home insurance to nursing home avoidance insurance. And that's what a comprehensive plan does. So be very careful when you're out there and you're looking at this or you're making judgments like Jonathan saying, look, I don't even want to look at long-term care insurance because my parents have it and it didn't work. So why would I even consider that? Well, understand what they got. I mean, to me, it's some of these original policies, it would be like us looking at a Model T, you know, car and saying, well, that's my experience of cars and it doesn't have good heat and it doesn't handle snowy roads. So I'm not even going to bother getting one. You know, we have to look at how the, 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 the long-term care pulses have evolved and what we have today as far as options. And again, it boils back down to some people, you know, you, you get what you pay for, but thankfully, thankfully, the vast majority of policies out there that you are going to buy are going to be what we call comprehensive policies, which means that they cover care in home and a wide variety. So it's not a location anymore. It's about an event. You trigger the event. I need help with two ADLs. I have a cognitive impairment. I'm going to be able to turn on my long-term care insurance policy and get the care where I want. And that could even be, maybe you're living with family members. You could bring those caregivers into their home as well too. You are not limited based on location. So looking at the clock here, I need to take a quick break for the news, but stick around. When I come back, I'm gonna introduce you to Carl and Megan, our client of the week. I'm going to show you how we funded a new long-term care plan with an inherited IRA that's going to meet the new Secure Act withdrawal requirements. I'll explain all that and more when we get back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended health care situation. 
Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. All right, and welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio and the Long-Term Care Radio podcast. Um, again, if you're new to the, the program, we are live. We've been doing this, gosh, I want to say six years, maybe seven. I, I don't know. I'm losing track as I age. It just um, It's an ongoing process for us, though. And the really the idea behind Long-Term Care Radio is just to bring topics to your attention, to understand it. And the reason why, quite frankly, is that, you know, statistically, seven out of ten of us are going to end up in a long-term care situation. And if you're a married couple out there, there's a 92% chance that one of you in the household will use long-term care before you pass away. So it's a real threat. And like I was saying earlier before, as America developed long-term care insurance plans, the reason why they did it is because this is an insurable risk. It's going to affect a lot of people. And there is a way that we can ensure that and mitigate some of the consequences, which include the financial costs, obviously, and then the physical and the emotional burden that we often pass on to loved ones. And then every week during the the program, I bring you a client of the week at the bottom of the hour. Favorite part of the show by far, and sometimes I know I go, uh, I get a little crazy and my heartbeat gets rallied up, but there's just so much to this. It's a, we're designing a plan. We're designing a custom plan for your situation. And this week I have Carl, who is 63, and Megan, who is 61. They're both retired. They have three grown children. They have four grandchildren so far. Megan had heard about us through our podcast, and she reached out to find out about some of the option and was there something that would make sense for their situation. And their biggest concerns by far is that Megan had just lost her mom after seven years in a long-term care facility. So she saw it firsthand. Her mom did have long-term care insurance, but it expired. She exhausted her policy after four years which is very common. That's where my grandmother had. My grandmother had four years of coverage, and it was actually two years, and her husband had two years, but it was a shared care plan, so she was able to use all four years. But again, back in the day, you know, we still see those statistics out there. Oh, three years for women, two years for men is the average. Well, that's the average nursing home stay. And again, that means people have been in care situations for a lot longer. The truth is, if you are in a care situation and you make it a year, if it's due to a physical impairment, Average is probably going to be closer to five and a half years because about a third of the people die within that first 12 months. So if you make it 12 months, it's probably going to be five and a half years on a physical impairment is a true average. And on a cognitive impairment, it's going to be closer to seven or eight years. And so this is right where Megan's mom was seven years in a care facility. She saw the difference at May too when her mother had that long-term care insurance. And then when she ran out of that and they had to start using her assets. And again, you're converting assets to income. What are you doing? Well, you're paying taxes. It's the least efficient way to pay for care, basically self-insuring. Megan and Carl both agreed that they did not want to become a burden on their kids, and so that's one of the big reasons they were looking at long-term care planning. They did not want to spend their assets down paying for care if they could find a more meaningful way to fund that part of their life. They also thought that they could self-insure, but realized after watching Megan's mom go through it that the costs are generally a lot higher than we expect. And I think, you know, it kind of goes both ways. I think some people out there think that long-term care is automatically $20,000 a month. And then other people think, well, it's probably I need an extra thousand bucks a month. I'll be okay. So, but it's the truth is it's somewhere in between there. It just depends on your situation. And Megan just wanted to make sure that she did not have to try to take care of Carl physically because she couldn't do it. So Carl was a much bigger guy than Megan. And she just said, look, I am not going to be lifting him and getting him in wheelchairs and transferring him. I need to bring help in because he's stubborn and he's not going to want to go somewhere else. He's going to want to be at home. And Carl agreed. He said, you know, that's probably right. I don't think that, you know, I can count on my wife lifting me and dragging me around the house. And so they need to think that through. And he also said, look, I I don't have the mental fortitude to be a caregiver either. We were kind of laughing about that because I thought, well, there's some things that you got to stand in front of the mirror at and point your finger at and admit, right? I I don't really have the temperament to be a caregiver. That doesn't mean other people don't, but that's why they wanted a plan so that if they needed care, they would have the ability to bring those resources in, bring those people in and get the care that they need from people that can actually provide that or trained to do that. 
So here's what we found about them when we started our conversation. Both of them were in good shape physically with limited medication. So we, we had options for them. And what I mean by this is we're looking at your health. Your health is what allows you to buy long-term care insurance. Every carrier is going to have some standards. They're going to have some kind of underwriting guidelines. And so both of these, uh, Carl and Megan, they were both in good shape. They both had plenty of options. And so their health wasn't an issue for them. They owned a home. They also owned a second home in the mountains. And actually, the second home wasn't far from my home. They owned a home down in uh, close to Pagosa Springs, Colorado. And I have a house in Creed, Colorado, so down there in the south, south, south San Juan. So I've got to get that out there. Um, but that was a second home that they still spent some time at, and they wanted to leave that for the family. They had retirement accounts. They had some cash savings. Carl has a military pension. So that was something that was very important in in, in he was kind of under the assumption, he admitted that because he had retired from the military that he was going to have long-term care benefits. And then he started doing a little bit of research. I clarified with him that, nope, that's really not true. Remember, the military, as a general rule, still is going to work like Medicaid. It's going to be means-tested. So down in Monta Vista, Colorado, they have the Home Lake Veterans Center. That I grew up right next to that. I used to sell grit newspaper down there and Christmas cards and candles for band and you name it. And that was like everywhere from like kind of the independent little village, um, like little houses, all the way up to the skilled nursing facility. But again, it's a means-tested program with the military. They do have some carve-outs for active military people, but they don't provide you full, free, long-term care and let you keep your assets and your income. So he was well aware of that after doing a little bit of research. Um, But he was retired military, and he had that pension coming in. They were both holding off on their Social Security because they were young, and they thought, well, we're just going to let that grow and try to maximize that. They didn't need the money right now. They also had some money coming in from a family farm that they had part ownership in. So income-wise, they felt they were okay. And overall, they had good assets. They were in good shape. And so technically, yes, they did not need long-term care insurance just from a money point of view. And again, most of my clients, like I say, long-term care is not a need type of product because nobody needs it. If you have all the money in the world, you're just going to spend your assets down. If you have no money at all, you're just going to end up on Medicaid. So there is going to be care out there for you. It's just what's the most efficient way to do it. Megan also just inherited an IRA from her mother. So this was something else that they had in their little asset pool. What did they want from a plan? Well, number one, they did not want ongoing payments. And, and, you know, a lot of people still think of long-term care insurance like homeowner's insurance because that's the way it was sold. Sign up, start paying X amount of dollars a year, and you pay for it until you either go on claim or until you die. And so they just, a lot of people didn't want that. I didn't like that. I had a traditional plan for years before I moved to an asset-based plan. And so I understand that. And that's just something that they were saying. We, we, ideally, we want to fund this without having to have a bunch of ongoing payments through their retirement years. They would like the money that they put into the plan to go back to the estate if they don't use it. They also wanted to make sure that they could age in place, meaning in their home, wherever that was. And so that was something that was very, very key to Megan. And also to Carl, look, I don't want to go to a facility. If I can get and bring people into my home, that's what I prefer if that would work. Two of their children are in the military today, and their third lives in California. So they are not sure if they're going to actually stay in their home or not. They're, they may very well be traveling. They may be moving, uh, you know, depending on how the family shapes up. So they wanted a plan that would follow them regardless of where they were. And just a little sidebar here, it doesn't matter where you buy your plan in the United States. If you buy it in in Wisconsin, it's going to work in the other 49 states. If you buy it in Colorado, it's going to work in the other 49 states. So even a lot of the plans, the asset-based plans, will provide coverage in Canada. Some of them will provide a limited amount of coverage in other countries. But the bottom line is if you're in the United States or any of the territories of the United States, your plan is going to work according to the contract regardless of where you bought it so you're free to move and a lot of people worry about that you know if i live here today and then i retire and i move somewhere else down the world do i have to change insurance you do not it's going to go with you um let's see what else we're talking about what they wanted from a plan um megan wants the care support so she really i think that was one of the things that she saw i know my mom said the same thing about her mother that when you have long-term care insurance, even when you're in a facility, what happens is there's going to be somebody from that facility communicating with the insurance, and they're going to be handling a lot of that paperwork. The, you know, Remember, you're always going to have Medicare. Medicare is going to pay for your acute care. 
And so they're kind of balancing that out. And when you lose your long-term care insurance, that just means somebody from the family has to step up and start doing that paperwork shuffle. So Megan really wanted that support. She wanted the claim support. She wanted the case management. She just didn't want to pass that burden on to her kids. And so that was something that was very important to her. And they both said, look, we want to be with a good company. We want to make sure that the company we're with is going to be there when we need it. And they're not one of these companies that go out of business because they heard, heard my podcast talking about traditional companies. Remember, we had over 120 of them at one time, and now we're down to less than 10 that are still selling that insurance. That doesn't mean the people that bought one with that other 110 companies that no longer sell it don't have a policy. It just means that their policy is being serviced by somebody else now or it's being serviced by a company that doesn't sell long-term care insurance. So they wanted, you know, a good, solid company, which, you know, I got to give them kudos for that. I got to pat them on the back because a lot of people don't think about that. Again, you know, they just went out and bought insurance and said, well, I have insurance. They don't think it's important. Well, it's only important when you need it. So you want to look at how that company treats its clients what their financial ratings are, what their infrastructure is. Do they handle their own claims? Do they factor that out to a third party? Those are things you want to kind of consider. So here's what we did for them. We ruled out the traditional plans because ongoing payments and no refund to the estate, that's what a traditional plan is. And so they said no, and they had the assets. They had a way that they could fund an asset-based plan, so we ruled that out. They both agreed they liked the idea of the asset-based plan. So the next step was to just really design a plan on some coverage and figure out how to pay for it. So here's what we did. We designed a joint plan that will provide both of them with an unlimited lifetime long-term care benefit. And what I mean by that is that they go on claim, they can each pull out $9,150 per month. That's $109,800 a year. Each of them can do that. So they're pulling out you know, $219,000 if they're both on claim at the same time for as long as they need it, which means five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, it doesn't matter. That's what we mean by unlimited benefit. Not unlimited in the sense of how much it's going to cover every month. It's like their benefit amount is up to $9,150. So that's how much they can pull out of their bucket every month, but they will never run out of the money in the bucket. Like Megan's mom exhausted her policy in a little over four years. So Megan cannot do that. Carl cannot do that. They can both be on claim for 30 years. They will never run out of that long-term care insurance at basically $110,000 a year per person. They funded their plan with a single deposit of $246,000. So they just walked right in and they deposited that money. Now, there's more to this. I'm going to get to that in just a second. So just remember that number, 246, single deposit. If they don't use their plan, meaning they never need long-term care insurance, $305,000 is paid back to the estate tax-free. So that comes in the form of a death benefit, which again, you want it if you can get it because that means the 246 they went in, they're getting 305 back. So if you do the math on that, that's $59,000 more than they put into their plan. That comes back to the estate tax-free. Now, when you see that 305 paid back to the estate, what if they go on claim and they only use 100,000? Well, the insurance company says, well, you're, you've got a guarantee of 305 back, you used 100,000 for long-term care, the estate still gets 205 back. So you're always gonna get at least $305,000 back out of that plan, either in long-term care insurance or tax-free benefit paid back to the estate or a combination of those two. They also have some other benefits in this plan, including caregiver training at over $18,000. They also have over $18,000 for home improvement and medical equipment. So that means I'm going to start my journey at home and I need a wheelchair ramp or I need a stair lift because my bedroom's on the second floor. I need some grab handles. I need an intravenous pump. I need an adjustable bed. Whatever it takes to make your home safe as far as I need to be, you know, make some changes so that I can have my, my long-term care take place there, start my journey in my own home. That's what that home improvement and medical equipment benefit is for. They've got a zero-day waiting period, which means they do not have 90 days that they have to pay out of their pocket. It's zero-day waiting for home and community care. So that means care that you get in your home and care that you receive through maybe an adult daycare service, something like that in the community. So a very robust lifetime coverage plan. But here's the deal. We funded this with her inherited IRA. We did not use the cash savings. The inherited IRA that Megan just received from her mother was what we used to fund this plan, and we did it in a tax-advantaged way. Under the new SECURE Act rules, when you inherit an IRA from your parents, you don't get to spread that 
withdrawal period out over your lifetime anymore. All that money has to come out within 10 years, which means you have to claim it as income and you have to pay tax on it. So what we did here is we actually took a single lump sum of $246,000. We rolled it over to the insurance company. We did not withdraw and pay the taxes on it. We just simply took it and we set up an IRA in the background with the insurance company. What the insurance company is going to do is they're going to break that into 10 payments over 10 years and put that into the insurance plan on their books. All Carl and Megan know is they took the $246,000 inherited IRA. They have immediate lifetime long-term care coverage of over $9,000 a month for life for each of them. They have $300,000 death benefit that's paid back. That all starts day one. But they are not going to be taxed on all that money this year. Instead, what they're going to do is they're going to get a 1099-R every year for $30,000 for the next 10 years. And so at the end of 10 years, all that money in the inherited IRA has actually been taken out and transferred into the long-term care plan. The taxes have been paid on it. Now the benefit is theirs. All that money comes back to them tax-free. And guess what? They met the SECURE Act regulation saying that you have to withdraw that money out over 10 years. If they would have just gone down and cashed that 246 out, they would have had to claim all of that as income this year. And so that's the advantage that we have by using this inherited IRA. We can do it with a regular IRA as well, too. It doesn't matter. What we're doing is we're simply setting up an IRA in the background, and the company is basically spreading out the withdrawals. And so that 246 that they're, they're depositing, by the way, is earning interest. So that's why they're making 10 payments of $30,000. So a total of $300,000 of payments going into the long-term care plan is coming out of that 246 they deposited because it's earning interest. Now, this is where it gets kind of crazy. It's, it's technically what they did is they took $246,000 that was in an inherited IRA. They set up an IRA in the background with the insurance company that is now going to fund a long-term care plan that is simply a 10-pay on their books, meaning that they could have just went, went out and bought this plan themselves and said, we're going to just stroke a check for $30,000 every year for 10 years, and we would have the exact same amount of coverage. But here's the advantage of using the 246. Number one, they got a guaranteed return on that. They don't have any paperwork to do. They don't have to worry about writing payments or checks. And by the way, what happens if they go on claim at year two or year three or year five? Well, the waiver premium kicks in because remember that IRA money went into an IRA in the background and the insurance company is technically just pulling it out over 10 years. So if they go to pull out a premium payment at year five and somebody's on claim, Well, guess what? There's nowhere for that money to go. So that $30,000 comes back to Carl and Megan, and they're still getting their long-term care insurance benefit at $9,000 a month. But it doesn't change their taxes at all. The money's coming out either way. So they get that waiver premium. And what happens if they go on, they get hit by that bus and they're both gone? Well, the death benefit, that $305,000 that's paid back to the estate, well, guess what? That's actually higher the first eight years because remember, they still have money in the IRA technically with the insurance company that they set up. So the first year they might get 522,000 back, then 493, then 464, then 434, year 7 they're still getting $344,000 back back paid back to the estate. So they don't lose that. So essentially it's a fancy way of setting up a 10 pay that's got more leverage, more bang for the buck and it meets the secure act requirements. So just a fantastic plan. I'm looking at my clock. I'm going long on this like I always do on these Client of the Week. So let me squeeze in my final break here, but stick around. I've got a little bit more. We'll be right back. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com. Finding a secure investment in this financially volatile time seems tough, but crazy financial times also create smart opportunities. One of these smart opportunities is long-term care insurance from 525 Advisors. If you repositioned some of your savings and got three times your investment in long-term care coverage tax-free and got all your money back if you never used it, wouldn't you at least want to learn more about it? Well, you can. Brian Ott from 525 Advisors has a free long-term care planning live webinar this Thursday afternoon at 4 to learn about smart ways to self-insure, including new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free with every dollar back if you never use it. 
Don't wait until you're older to get long-term care coverage. Look into this opportunity now from 525 Advisors, one that gives you a secure return. Get educated and learn your options at the free live webinar this Thursday afternoon at 4. Sign up at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Do you know that 7 out of 10 people past the age of 65 need at some point some sort of long-term care? That's 70%. Now, many of us think it could never happen to us or somebody else is going to be there to take care of us. But the facts are clear. Most of us will need to pay for help in the future. And not only is that help expensive, but it puts a burden on family members as well. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, start today with 525 Advisors. Recent changes to the Pension Protection Act have made new programs more advantageous than ever. How would you like to get your premiums back if you never use your long-term care insurance? Well, you can. How would you like to leverage some of your savings for increased coverage using tax-free dollars? Now you can. 525 Advisors are the local long-term care experts. Protect yourself and your family members from the high cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. All right, and we're back to Long-Term Care Radio and the Long-Term Care Radio podcast. Again, uh, you heard some uh, ads in there. We do have a class coming up this Thursday. It's a live webinar class. Again, just a great way for you to learn a little bit about what long-term care is, what it pays for, how you trigger a plan, what does Medicare and Medicaid pay for, what are your different options, what's a traditional plan versus an asset-based plan. We cover all of that, and we answer your questions. The classes are free. All we do is ask you that you sign up at 525longtermcare.com, and all we're going to do is send you a link, and then you can click on that link when the, the program starts, and you can watch it on your phone, you can watch it on your laptop, your iPad, it doesn't matter. And by the way, folks, I will just tell you this too. We do not spam you. You're not getting into a email vortex of solicitations from 525 Advisors. We don't do this. We're very open and honest. We're just going to send you that link. And when you guys are ready, watch the uh, join the class with us. And then when you're ready, reach out to us and we'll start talking about options for you. And also, if you're new to this and you missed part of this show, you can always get our podcast at 525longtermcare.com. Just click the podcast button up at the top on the website, and it'll take you down, and you can subscribe, and you can get any of the back episodes as well, too. So today we started talking, you know, again, the the takeaway was, okay, Jonathan's parents had a long-term care policy, didn't pay out. Well, it turns out it was a facility-only policy. You want to avoid that. I don't know too many people that are selling facility-only policies. I still see them through group policies because they'll go into a big company and somebody can sign up for a facility only policy and it's, you know, $25 a month. So it just, it doesn't seem like a lot, but again, facility only policies don't make sense because the idea of long-term care insurance is to age in place. You know, you choose where you want to age, not being told you have to go to a nursing home because skilled nursing is different than assisted living. It's, it's a, it's, you know, 24 seven skilled nursing care. So again, that is not where you want to start your journey out. And the people that start their journey there According to the Medicaid statistics, when Medicaid pays for 80% of all nursing homes, well, remember, people already blew through their resources and used up their family and everything else, and they end up getting put in those nursing homes. So the takeaway today, make sure you have a comprehensive long-term care plan. That's the vast majority. Any good qualified agent that is selling long-term care insurance today is not going to sell you a facility-only policy because they just don't make sense. We're not buying them in case we end up in a nursing home. We're buying long-term care insurance so that we can stay out of a nursing home. Again, it's nursing home avoidance insurance today. That's really what long-term care is. Now, our client of the week, I was talking about using retirement accounts. I will just tell you that um, I've just um, on a on a phone call this week with one of our top insurance carriers and 525 Advisors, again, is the top producer in the country. We do more asset-based plans with lifetime benefits than any other company coast to coast. And I'm not saying that as a braggadocious way. I'm just saying that this is our specialty. We understand long-term care insurance. This is what we do. We don't sell mutual funds. We don't sell a bunch of other things. We are focused primarily on long-term care insurance planning for our clients. And retirement accounts is one of the number one ways we fund these plans. But what happened with the SECURE Act is they are moving 
the required minimum distribution age up from 70 and a half to it went to 72 to this year it's 73 and by 2033 it's going to be age 75 so that means you don't even have to start taking your money out until you reach 75 in 2033 well if you're going to fund with a retirement account, if you're 59 and a half or older, you can pull money out of that retirement account and you can fund long-term care insurance. And you can do like a single lump sum like this and spread the taxes out over 10 years. Those withdrawals will count towards your required minimum distributions. But again, if you're 60 or 65, you're not going to have required minimum distributions for you know eight years at this point right now. So what we're looking at is we're always looking at what's the most efficient way to do it. Can you do your own 10 pay or does it make more sense to use your retirement account? Um, if you have an inherited IRA, folks, I will just tell you this is one of the best ways to use that inherited IRA is because we turn money that's always taxable, that inherited IRA, into money that is never taxable. It's going to be long-term care insurance or death benefit back to your state, and it's just a great way to do it. So lots of options out there. And again, that's what we're doing. We're trying to figure out how to design a plan that's right for you, number one. Number two, what's the best way to fund it? So I'm going to get to work. Uh, again, we have a class coming up this Thursday, live webinar class. Sign up at 525longtermcare.com. Download and subscribe to our podcast. I'm going to get to work and put together another new show. I appreciate your interest as always. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com. Finding a secure investment in this financially volatile time seems tough, but crazy financial times also create smart opportunities. One of these smart opportunities is long-term care insurance from 525 Advisors. If you repositioned some of your savings and got three times your investment in long-term care coverage tax-free and got all your money back if you never used it, wouldn't you at least want to learn more about it? Well, you can. Brian Ott from 525 Advisors has a free long-term care planning live webinar this Thursday afternoon at 4 to learn about smart ways to self-insure, including new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free with every dollar back if you never use it. Don't wait until you're older to get long-term care coverage. Look into this opportunity now from 525 Advisors, one that gives you a secure return. Get educated and learn your options at the free live webinar this Thursday afternoon at 4. Sign up at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com.